You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Wednesday, so it's time for Wayne on Wednesday with Wayne McCurry, Portfolio Manager at FMB Wealth and Investment. And Wayne, uh, the first thing I want to talk about is one of your favourite shops, one of your favourite shares, I think, over the years, maybe not at the moment, but over the years, uh, Woolworths. They came out with a trading update today. And I don't know. I don't know about it, really. Obviously, their food is doing well. uh, But this is a company that is in choppy waters at the moment. Yeah, Lindsay, what was really interesting about the Woolworths trading update, a couple of things there. First of all, the food is doing extremely well. They just said we've got quite a significant increase in our food turnover. And this happened also prior to the uh, lockdown as well. They got quite a nice increase in their food turnover, I suppose you can say, during the panic buying period. Yes. But that has continued clearly um, in the actual lockdown, in the lockdown period. So they, they're quite happy about that. They did say that uh, you've got some margin pressure. So they did say they have to discount a few lines. And I went there yesterday, in fact, and I bought some cat food. And you bought three tins of cat food and you got one tin for free. Well, Wayne, if you're having trouble, we can have a whip round. I mean, you don't have to eat cat food. You can maybe... Yeah, I'll, we'll, around, yeah. yeah I'll, we'll get a crowdfunding thing going if you're, if you're that desperate. But anyway, go on. No, no, no. I must say that the cat hasn't been able to go for a haircut for two months now, so it's just uh, twice its normal size. But anyway, uh, so their food turnover prior to the lockdown was up 7%. Now, we know there is a little bit of food inflation, but that's a very real increase. But in the actual lockdown, so this is now two months of lockdown, food turnover is up 17%. That's huge. And that's massive. That yeah. is huge. But, of course, they're suffering on the other things. Their fashion, household, and beauty is down 61% during lockdown. And uh, David Jones is down 36%. Now, it's interesting. David Jones was open the whole time. David Jones hasn't been closed. And there, their turnover was down 35-odd percent. They say, you know, they were able to continue trading in David Jones in their last format, in their large format stores, but it was down quite seriously. And in Country Road, was all the stores were closed. So... There you had quite a big, uh, you had a 50% drop in, in terms, well, not all the stores, but a partial of the stores were closed. They had a 50% drop. So the total group as a whole, pre-lockdown, so the first uh, couple of months of the year, the turnover was up 4.1% driven almost exclusively by food. But in the actual lockdown period, turnover was down 17% for the group in total. So that's now the, one of the first indicators we've had of actual trade for primarily a food retailer uh, during lockdown. So we'll probably see the same sort of numbers coming out for checkers and pick and pay. Although I think checkers and pick and pay, the food component will be bigger than the food than the food component in Woolworths. You know, they haven't got pick and pay's got pick and pay clothing, but that's relatively small. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. Uh, what's actually come out from the other ones. But this is now the first indicator, true indicator of what we got. The shares were down 3%, but I think that's hugely material in this type of market. So the results weren't probably worse than what the market was expecting given the share price movement. 
Talking about retailers, Pepcor came out with their results today. The interim results for the six months ended 31st of March. The share price, as we speak, uh, up uh, just over over 2%. This is obviously not a yes. food retailer. What did you make of those ones? No. What I found interesting was, yeah, was when you read the commentary, you know, it sounded quite good. You know, when you read, read the commentary, we're quite happy with what we've done here. We have commendable results for the period and, uh, you know, proven defensive discounting and value market proposition. So it sounds all upbeat and quite good. Yes. And you look at the profit and they're down and they're down quite significantly. You know, they're down 4% on headline earnings, but they're actually down more on, on the other earnings metrics. So when you look at it, you think, okay, well, yeah, you sound very positive, but the results don't look that good. But putting that aside, I mean, this is a properly good company. I mean, despite the association with, with, with Steinhoff, et cetera, et cetera, this is a, a well-run company with good product lines, good market penetration. It's actually, it's actually a nice company. But these results, I, I really don't think, lived up to the commentary given by management on the results. I mean, clearly they worried about the outlook and the what what the virus is going to do to it. And they're not going to pay a dividend, even though they don't say we won't pay a dividend. They say it's not expected that we'll pay a dividend, which means there's no dividend coming. But that's quite normal in this sort of environment. But Lindsay, I've actually been thinking about this for a, for a while now. We've got quite a few big companies on our all share that will pay a dividend. We've got Naspas, Process, British American Tobacco, Vodacom, et cetera, et cetera. So our dividends on our all share index will probably not disappear. They might be 40% of what they were over the previous six months, but I still think we will get some dividends coming out from our all share index. But clearly we're going to lose at bare minimum half of the dividends for the next 12 months. But the companies will eventually start paying dividends again. Well, yes, I hope so, but uh, but it's been a feature. I mean, it's almost as though it's become a yes. trend. Everyone says, well, they've done it, so we'll do it as well, whether it's justified yes. or not. I mean, you look at Pick and Pay, they withdrew their dividend, and yet a week later, Spa came out, and they maintained their dividend, not at the yep. same level, uh, but they still had a dividend there, and people Correct. applauded them f f for that. Yep. So and is it a trend, pay, or is it actually justifiable? I don't know. Pick and Pay's got no debt in their balance sheet. They are so well capitalised. I think they could have paid a difference, but, you know, maybe let's just, we don't know the outcome from this virus yet. Mm. And let's just hold back on the dividend. But the one thing we do know, barring South Africa going back into level five, which I don't hope, I think hope won't happen, but barring going back into level five, the economy has already got past its worst. The economy in the last three weeks and especially from next week when we go down to level three, economic activity of a very low base has started to happen again. Mm. So the worst is behind us. So in, in, in two months' time, three months' time, companies will know more or less what their losses were. They will be able to evaluate the economic environment and have a far better idea of where their financial position is going to be by the end of the year or into next year, et cetera. So I think this period of uncertainty will rapidly come to an end. I mean, I mean, I mean as I said, that's barring us going back into level five or level four, which I really don't think will happen because everyone in the world now 
is looking back and saying, we closed down the economy. We didn't know what the outcome was going to be, either economically or as far as curtailing the spread of the virus. But what we know for sure now is closing down the economy has brought catastrophic economic hardships to everyone. Mm. So I, I think, I, I, I really, truly don't think that we will escalate back anywhere in the world just about back to level five because the economic consequences are devastating. And I think there will be intense debate over the next year or two or three about at the end of the day, was it worth it? Because there's, you know, this, I, I, I see the narrative has changed in South Africa a little bit, but these lockdowns don't stop the virus. It just, it just spreads the infection rate. It delays the infection rate. There's only one thing that stops the virus, and that's a vaccine, and we haven't got that yet. Mm. You know, we, so, won't, we, won't, we won't have one for another year, let's face it. I mean, I, I watch with a good deal of interest the fact that the S&P and every other index overseas is up so dramatically because someone says, I've got this vaccine. I mean, come on now. It's going to be a year or a year and a half before you can inject it into somebody safely, even look, after what Mr. Look, Trump says. I'm not sure about that because I think given what's happened, I think the 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 normal route to market will be shortcut. Their the, the laws will be changed to get it out as quickly as possible okay. simply because of the circumstances. But still, you know, maybe it's six months then and not a year. And of course, every single manufacturing facility in the world will be given the, the permission to manufacture it, eh? So whoever makes it, they are going to have to give away that, I don't even know what you call it, the recipe, <laughs> for free to everyone. Yes. Because And there will be mass manufacturing. Every single pharmaceutical company, medical company in the world will start making it. And no one will be allowed to make a profit. Eh? So whoever, 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 whoever finds it, don't think their profits are going to go through the roof because, I mean, they would be oh, – they, they, they would be – um, legislated against if they're trying to make super profits after having discovered it first. And they will literally have to give out the formula to everyone for free to actually manufacture it. So once it's, once it's there, which we will find, we will find it eventually. I mean, there will be a vaccine. Mm. Uh, it will roll out extremely quickly. It won't manufacturing this new thing that's patented everyone will manufacture. if there is a, a, a vaccine and your local hospital says mr mccurry come in now would you get injected with this vaccine even though it was only six months old would you do it would you feel confident probably enough to yes. do it probably yeah, probably yes because by the time it, by the time it comes out here it will have been tested on many many millions of people overseas i would do that Mm. Okay, well, mean, that's good for you. You're, you're a better man than I. Uh, lots of uh, results coming out today, but small companies. Um, Signia, they came out with a set of results yes. today, a trading statement rather, and their share price as we speak up 16%. No matter what you say about Magda Vizicka and her philosophy and her vocal displeasure uh, yes. towards certain, um, certain aspects of financial services and also uh, the political world, a uh, good set of uh, trading statements, I think. Now, it is good. I, I, when, when I read the trading statement earlier on, I mean, headline earnings are doubling. Well, not quite, but they, they're effectively doubling. And the share price didn't move earlier on. Look, this is not a big company. Mm. 
No, it's, it's a small so company. It's a very illiquid, very illiquid company. You know, it's got a um, a market cap of just over a billion. So I, start, I don't suppose that's that, that small, but there's no trade in this one. But yes, it has done well, and the, the financial markets need all sorts of people in the financial markets. So I've got no problem at all with Magda saying that she's 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 talking her book, you know, come to us, we low cost, we index tracking. Yes. You know, that's all part and parcel of investments. So that's fine. Uh, Metal Investments Limited uh, down 15% after their trading statement. Uh, we don't need to talk about that one. What's the other one here? Alexander Forbes, also in the financial services industry. Uh, yes. Trading statement for the year ended 31st of March. The share price up 5% or, or, or so. Again, uh, really just a penny stock. So we need not uh, worry yeah. too much about that. Um, yeah, that's, that's about it. Bill Equipment came out with their numbers and a horrible, a horrible fall there. Bill Equipment, one of those old school companies. Yeah, yeah, Bill Equipment, I find thirteen percent down. Actually, thirteen percent down. Yeah, Bell Equipment. Hmm. You know, they that terrible um, global financial crisis yes. and the resultant thereafter the resultant commodity crisis. Because remember, up to the up to two thousand eight financial. A global commodity companies with the normal and a, you know the super cycle, all of these things. And these guys invested serious capex on new production, and all of that new production started coming on when the world went into the global financial downturn. Right. So they had this massive surge in supply and no demand, and prices collapsed. And as you will well remember, the commodity companies almost went bankrupt. They almost went bankrupt. Now, Bell Equipment. Obviously, that's the main part of the. A lot of their business goes to these mining companies. Wayne, there's a few connection problems between Rotterdam and Johannesburg, but thanks very much for your insight, such as it was. That's Wayne McCurry, who's a portfolio manager at FNB Wealth and Investment, and that was Wayne on Wednesday. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position, or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer, or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision, and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.